0: We're going to be looking at a very important theological concept, if you've never heard of it before, and it's very key to understanding how Father God wants to speak to us and use us. It's also uh, an important key of how we grow spiritually. Uh, Years ago, they used to say if if a preacher is pulling up his sleeves, he's going to get very hot. I'm not, I'm just warm. Uh, Anyway, let's go here to Matthew chapter 16, in verses 13 to 20. Now, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, well, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you yourselves say I am? Then Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. But I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he gave his disciples strict orders that they were not to tell no one that he was the Christ. Okay, these are immensely important verses to the body of Christ, yet um, they are not what uh, over the centuries has been taught correctly. Uh, rather, they've been incorrectly misunderstood and, of what these scriptures mean, and religion has blinded men to the truth on these scriptures. Now, I don't mean to shatter anyone's personal beliefs, especially if someone is Roman Catholic. I was raised Roman Catholic. Uh, But these verses have been very incorrectly taught by the Roman church for centuries. It hasn't been until the 20th century that light has come to the body of Christ to correctly understand Jesus' words here. So, uh, you might ask, so why now? What's so special about the 20th century? Well, a very important prophetic principle Uh, to digress from momently uh, we are living in today comes from Daniel chapter 12 verse 4. Now this is Amplified Bible. But as for you Daniel conceal these words and seal up the scroll until the end of time. Many will go back and forth and search anxiously through the scroll and knowledge for the purposes of God as revealed by his prophets will greatly increase. So here we have He's telling Daniel, in the end times, knowledge will greatly increase. We are living in these end days when Holy Spirit is revealing truth from the Scripture to the body of Christ, as has never been revealed in centuries before. Uh, Although the Bible never changes, yet the light we have in understanding it is a progressive revelation from Holy Spirit over the centuries. Holy Spirit is often correcting past error that was taught in the church. And a classic example is the Reformation. Now, here comes Martin Luther uh, more than a thousand years after uh, the inception of the Lord's church, and he corrects them for error they have. Of course, they didn't receive him very well. And uh, he brought light to the church, and all of a sudden the church on the, on the earth changed because of the light Martin Luther brought that was not being taught correctly in centuries prior to him. That's just one example. So, if you uh, want to know more about this topic of why we're in the end times, I did a sermon explaining that, the why, on uh, March 7th of 21, and it's called The End Times. So, you can go to the podcast on our church website and listen to that. Um, but the key here is knowledge has increased in these end times, and the light Holy Spirit has brought us. So due to Holy Spirit bringing light to the body of Christ in the 20th century, these verses in Matthew here, Holy Spirit has uh, corrected error that churches have believed for centuries. So let's go back and take a closer uh, look at these verses. Um, We see here that Jesus uh, and and his disciples, and he's asking them if they know who he is, Peter is the only one who answers. Peter, who uh, is known for to stick his foot in his mouth, blurts out while the old, all is a silence that you are the, you're Jesus. You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. And let's look at Jesus' comments here now to Peter in verse 17. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, that means son of Jonah. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So Jesus points out that this idea that popped into Peter's head did not come from men's teachings. Peter's brain didn't come up with this all on his own. Rather, Jesus tells us it was revealed by the Father. And Jesus calls Peter blessed because it was revealed to him and that he said it. So when we come here to verse 18, Um, which has also not been understood properly until the 20th century. We have here in verse 18, and Jesus is talking. He says, And I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. So the error is that Peter is this rock. And now the Lord's church is going to be built on Peter, the first great Christian leader, the first pope. Error. That is not what Jesus meant at all. In the original Greek here, the word Peter is petros, which means a little rock or a pebble, a little rock. When Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. In the Greek, that's the word petra, which means a massive rock. So this massive rock is not Peter, the little rock for the church to be built upon. So what is this massive rock? The words of Jesus when he said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So the massive rock we call today revelation knowledge. A knowing Father God reveals to us revelation knowledge. Now, just let pause for a second. Is this new to anybody here? Never heard that expression before? Who is that new to? All of you knew this. Okay, that's great. Wow. You're very astute. All right. Well, anyway, this knowing—I don't think you're telling me the truth. Anyway, um, this knowing is called revelation knowledge. This is a knowledge that does not come from our brains, our intellect, our education, but it comes by a direct revelation from Holy Spirit to us. Something's revealed to us. It's a revelation knowledge. Something we can't take credit for, apart from our own ability, for, from our own abilities, but only from Holy Spirit you understand something men love their theology they love the works of their hands they love their hard work they love their education they love their intellect they love the approval of men god is not impressed with any of that what he's impressed with will you say what i told you here in matthew 16 when a knowledge comes of who jesus is and gets revealed It doesn't come because Peter learned it. It came by a revelation from heaven that got dumped on him. Not men gave this to him. So revelation knowledge is a knowledge that comes from the Godhead. It's not about Peter. It's all about revelation knowledge, the concept of it. Jesus says he's going to build his church from century to century on the light Holy Spirit brings and reveals to us because he's Holy Spirit. He is God. And the good news here is it doesn't come to a special group of people like 12 apostles. It comes for you and me. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 27, look what John says here. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him remains in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But his anointing teaches you about all things. And the truth... And, and it's true, and it's not a lie. Just as it taught you, you remain in him. So this scripture here in John's letter speaks of revelation knowledge, his anointing that teaches us directly from God. So Jesus here, uh, it's an amazing thing. Uh, he's building his church not on buildings of brick and mortar, but in individual lives as we all work together to bear fruit for him in the generation we live in. Now, you might say, if you're really bright here, you might say, wait a minute, if the anointing from Holy Spirit teaches me, and I don't need anyone to teach me, what are you doing up here? That would be a logical question. (laughs) Actually, it's not me, but the gift Holy Spirit has placed in me, the gift of the pastor teacher that Holy Spirit puts in to instruct all of us in the body of Christ to mature as it tells us in Ephesians. So if anyone uh, is, um, when you're hearing this tonight, this sharing, if light is going on inside of you as I'm speaking this, it's not coming from me. It's coming from Holy Spirit directly speaking to you and bearing witness to your heart. He's talking to you. He is your teacher, not me. Uh, so, I'm just, I'm just like the dumb donkey that Jesus rode on when he went into Jerusalem. Uh, seriously, it used to be an old joke. Uh, of course, Jesus is on the donkey and he's riding. And they're going, Hosanna, Hosanna. And throwing all kinds of palms in front of him. And the joke is, wouldn't it be funny if the jackass thought it was all for him? I am just the jackass. That's it. Jesus is what matters. Jesus is what matters. Not the donkey he rides on. And uh, so Holy Spirit is the one who is our teacher. But we do need the gift of the pastor teacher that's been put into the body of Christ. It was Father God's idea for that. So let's look a little more here at this revelation knowledge. First of all, we need to remember there are two kinds of knowledge available to us. That's real important. There's sense knowledge and there's revelation knowledge. Sense knowledge only comes to us through our five senses. And it comes to the saved and unsaved alike, right? Revelation knowledge only comes to the believer as a revelation from Holy Spirit that our five senses could not have obtained. Revelation knowledge is a new level of knowledge that is spiritual. So it's by revelation knowledge we can know the thoughts of God. It's by revelation knowledge that God reveals himself to us. This should be normal to the believer. This should be a normal way of life. Revelation knowledge should be a daily living experience for us. Sense knowledge requires no faith. Revelation knowledge requires faith because we have to believe that He speaks to us. So, in sense knowledge, I can boast on how great we are. Look at my intellect, look at how hard I've studied, look at my education. My IQ, my IQ is greater than yours. It's bigger than yours. Others are impressed with me. All this is spiritually worthless. The Lord God is not impressed. So, a few more comments here on uh, sense knowledge. Um, those who are not born again cannot have revelation knowledge. All they have is sense knowledge. Knowledge that can only come through their five senses. The five senses can only know the physical universe around us. That's it. The five senses can know nothing of the spirit realm. It's closed to them. This is the reason why so many people today are as Gnostic or Atheist, because their five senses cannot touch the spirit realm. They cannot know God apart from faith. So the spirit is rejected. Uh, There was a great guy. He was a hero in the Middle Ages. His name was Saint Anselm. Anybody ever heard of Saint Anselm? okay saint anselm had this great saying that has rung through christianity for centuries i do not seek to understand in order that i may believe i believe in order that i may understand hero hero absolutely faith comes to get understanding not to try to get understanding to find faith you'll never find faith through the intellect it comes by our belief. So when we get born again, we're now spiritually awakened and are no longer limited to this physical realm. Although we do live in a natural body, but we now have a spirit that's alive to have Holy Spirit speak to us. Isn't that a cool thing? Come on, isn't that a cool thing? Since we're born again, we don't walk anymore as sense-ruled people. Boy, we got to get this. A new realm is now open to us. And if we continue only to be influenced by the sense realm, we will greatly limit our effectiveness as spirit beings. Because you are now a spirit being. Don't sing you're a soul man, you're a spirit being. Those are old enough to understand that. Okay, so we must live by faith. The spirit realm is now activated to us by faith. So, revelation knowledge. Knowledge. Is available to us in faith Uh, the spirit realm has its own rules the physical realm has its own rules one Bible teacher said we don't play uh, football with baseball rules the rules of the spirit realm need the spirit realm's rules so these new rules in the spirit realm have to be learned from the word of God we need to learn a new language in the spirit realm that language of faith that language of the power of God's word, Um, the word of his grace, the voice of Holy Spirit, this new prayer life that we have available to us now, which includes the ability to speak with new tongues, but of course, revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is now how God is going to communicate to me. There might be words on paper in my Bible, but Holy Spirit makes them alive. Before I was born again, I tried to read the Bible. It meant nothing to me. It was darkness. When I came to know Christ as my Savior by faith, all of a sudden, it became alive to me. Amen. Holy Spirit is now my illuminator, my teacher, and I didn't know what I was experiencing, but revelation, knowledge, was starting to be poured into me, and that's normal for everyone who are believers. Um, so until the Word of God here... Um, you know uh we totally get the seriousness of this we miss it by a mile when revelation knowledge when our minds are renewed in the word of god we undergo a transformation as paul tells us in romans 12 uh, we are exercising faith and revelation knowledge is coming to us transforming us as romans 12 tells us just by sitting here uh hearing the word of god spoken you're undergoing a transformation process in the spirit realm anytime we sit that and, and, and uh, receive the word of god spoken or listen to it or read the word of god uh, trans- we're undergoing transformation you're you're ceasing to become just another mortal person on this earth that doesn't know christ you're alive now onto god and transforming is happening inside of you that your mind can't understand that's why it's so important for people uh to go to church to sit under the Word of God. There was this lady one time, uh, she um, uh, wanted her son to go to church. He wouldn't get out of bed. So she says to him, are you going to church today or not? No, I'm not going to church. Well, why not? I'll give you three reasons. They're not friendly to me. Nobody shook my hand last Sunday, and all they want to do is talk about money. She said, let me tell you something, young man. I'm going to tell you three good reasons why you should go to church. Number one, it would please the Lord. Number two, you need it. And number three, you have to go. You're the pastor. <laughs> Everybody woke up. Okay. So, you knew where I was going, I assume. <laughs> okay, so here, um, so the believers who are ruled by the sense ruled mind, they hinder their own revelation coming from Holy Spirit. That is why they, we are in need of personal revival. Because we have to have Holy Spirit's revelation knowledge to flow in us so that we would be kingdom-minded people as Father God always meant for us to be. I'm not supposed to walk as a mere mortal anymore. So until the Word of God gains mastery over us, we are swayed then by sense knowledge. So this is why uh, the Word of God is so important to us. Uh, He talks to us in His Word. And when he talks to us, revelation knowledge starts to come and starts to flow in us. Is that right? We we read the Word of God. We mix it with faith. So revelation knowledge of the Word starts to flow in us. So in revelation knowledge, Holy Spirit is speaking to our spirit, illuminating our minds. Uh, How many of you have experienced, which I'm sure you have, uh, you've opened up your Bibles, your believers, and you read a particular scripture, all of a sudden it comes alive to you. It talks to you. Things start flowing in your mind as to what you just read. That's revelation knowledge. That's the same thing that hit Peter. You got it. That's Holy Spirit talking to you. You want to encourage that in you. You're on the right track. That's normal. That's something we want to clue into. Realize this is what matters here. Not all I can learn that'll fill my head full of all kinds of information. That doesn't help my spirit, man. That won't increase my faith. I need to be in the word of God and let Holy Spirit illuminate me. Uh, You're receiving then revelation knowledge. See, we're trained as Westerners to uh, pursue knowledge and facts and fill ourselves with information. The East isn't taught that. They're taught to be spiritual and they clue this much easier than we do here in the West. So it's very important that we are always undergoing a a, a training, a renewing in our minds of how we do life now that I'm a believer. Because Holy Spirit is making me into something new that hasn't been there before in my life. These are all new days for me, all new roads for me that I've never walked down before. Holy Spirit is illuminating me. So whenever we are reading in our Bibles, or listening to sermons or teachings and suddenly something jumps up at you and grabs you it could be a new thought a new understanding you didn't have before you're experiencing revelation knowledge and very important it comes as a unpremeditated thought in other words you didn't think about this and boop the light bulb popped on that's your human mind working when you don't have that premeditated thought and it just hits you and comes to you, that's a revelation from God. That's how Holy Spirit speaks to us. Very important we get that. We're experiencing revelation knowledge. And it comes with excitement, right? When the Holy Spirit talks, we get excited over it. Because we should. Our spirit man is being illuminated inside and excited inside. Because now our mind is getting out of the way. Our mind is always in the way. It's got, we've got to get our mind out of the way. We think too much. We think too much. Uh, I remember one time, uh, one of our elders here years ago, he's gone home to be with the Lord, Phil Genta. Uh, Anthony Aquilino, who loves to read, you know, books, and he's a very very bright man, was trying to share with uh, Phil one time, and Phil was not a big reader, tried to share with Phil about some books he was reading, and Phil kind of looks at him and goes, you read too much. You know, you read too much. (laughs) Of course, Anthony's laughing, because Phil's like, I don't know about that, you read too much. But hey, You know, uh, not that we check out our brains and put them away. We don't want to do that. Uh, Our brains are important, but um, they're a servant. They're not the master. We're taught to make it the master. There was this guy one time. He wanted to have religious brains. So where do you get religious brains? He goes to the religious brain shop. So he goes in there and said, I think I need some religious brains. Really? Oh, well, let's show you some. So he goes over there and says, how about this one? Whoa, how much is that? Uh, that's $25,000. Ooh, that's a little expensive. Wow, this one has a doctorate degree. This brain knows everything. I don't know about that, man. Do you have like a brain's got a master's or something? Well, all right, let's go to another brain. Right, how about this brain? This brain knows all about the teachings of John Calvin. It knows all about uh, predestination. How much is that brain? That's 10000 Oh, man, that's still expensive. And he goes walking around, and he sees his brain on velvet, and there's lights around it and music playing. Ooh, what's that? That's the charismatic brain, the Pentecostal brain. Really? How much is that? Oh, that's $100,000. What? Why so much money? It's never been used. (laughs) So for years, uh, Pentecostals and charismatics have been accused of being dummies, and most of them are. But They are, but guess what? They were the ones who have ushered in healings and revivals and miracles that the ones with all the religious brains could never produce without God. Now again, we don't glory in ignorance. We want to uh, be good handlers of the Word of God, use the brains God gave you as a tool, but it's only a tool. It's not something we serve we want to seek out Holy Spirit. Jesus tells us in spirit and truth in uh, John chapter 4. We want both. We want the Holy Spirit's abilities in us. We want the truth of the Word of God. If all you want is Holy Spirit, you will become a kook. If all you want is truth, you will become a Pharisee. It's a mixture of spirit and truth that God brings us. But, If you want to know God, you're not going to find them through your mind. You're not going to find them through your intellect. You're not going to find them uh, through your five senses. You're going to find them in the spirit realm by faith and revelation knowledge to pour into you. Um, So uh, whenever we read our Bibles, we should be asking Holy Spirit to bring us revelation knowledge. I know many people when before they read their, their, their Bible, they'll say, Lord, teach me. Or Holy Spirit, speak to me today. Or Holy Spirit, illuminate these scriptures to my heart today. Yeah, that's good. You're asking for revelation knowledge before you read. That's good. Keep that up. We should be asking Holy Spirit to teach us. Um, now, you, you got to remember something here. The greater body of Christ out there tends to only live in sense knowledge. They live in the power of the intellect, which too many worship let me give you a very important classical example consider healing the sense ruled mind will never lead you into believing for healing it will discourage you it will keep your mind only fixed on physical discomfort and your only hope is in medical people that they can offer it will try to talk you out of healing It will come up with excuses of why God isn't ready to heal you yet or how God is using this sickness to advance his purposes in your life. In other words, the sense-ruled mind will kill you. If you give into it, it will kill you. It will never find the truth of God's Word for healing. Never. The revelation knowledge-led believer will find faith and encouragement and make healing real to you. So if there's any promise in God's Word, uh, the person of the uh, revelation knowledge will be empowered to believe in what they do not see. This is where we're going. We need to be men and women of faith. We need to be men and women that allow Holy Spirit to flow in us. This is one of the greatest challenges we face in the body of Christ. From one generation to another, it doesn't change. Do I as a believer, as a Christian walk by sense knowledge or do I walk by faith and find revelation knowledge? It is your greatest challenge. And most of the body of Christ loves the sense knowledge. That's just the way it is out there. And that's horrible. It's vital that we see that his victory gets manifested in our lives and to see the promises that I'm reading in God's word become a reality to me. I gotta read believing, not disbelieving. I got to believe, like, uh, not, not, not like I'm in Missouri. Yeah, show me. I have to believe, well, if you said it, then that's real. I want that in my life. Lord, make that real in my life. Make me a vessel that you can uh, bring revelation to. So my purpose tonight is really just to introduce you to this very important concept. There's a lot that can be said about it. Um, but for some, this might be new information that you haven't heard before. And for hopefully others who have heard this is not new to you, hopefully it strengthens what you already know, that we take this real serious. I want revelation knowledge in my life. I want it to flow in me. Without it, I have nothing to offer to the body of Christ. Without it, I can't understand the Word of God. Okay, I'm not going to you know, learn it by, by being smarts. I have to have Holy Spirit teach me. I desperately crave for Holy Spirit to teach me. And He wants to, if I let Him. You know, Holy Spirit will never force His way into our lives. He has to be invited. He has to be wanted. Uh, and if we don't, He'll find somebody who does. I don't want it to be somebody else. I want to be included. So, as I mentioned before, um, all this information, I do want to uh, kind of close tonight... Uh, we're coming here to a close on this. I also want to mention tonight, uh, it's very important about what I just said to give a very strong caution. Revelation comes, revelation knowledge comes to us to strengthen our faith, to bring us into a deeper uh, relationship with the Godhead personally, not towards others, but personally. So revelation knowledge comes to me to help me serve the Lord better and produce lasting fruit in my generation okay the caution is revelation knowledge does not come to us to set new doctrines and new teachings that are apart from what we consider the orthodox christian faith if you look at the church of grace and peace okay pentecostal charismatic but we're also an orthodox christian faith and uh this is what uh the truth of god's word that stands for the centuries prior to us if we try to come up with new doctrines and teachings that we cannot find in the word of God, cannot amplify from the word of God, we're going to hurt people. Cults start like this. And they use what they call revelation knowledge as an excuse for it. And I have seen that over and over and over again. Too much have used revelation knowledge in exaggeration and spiritual abuse since the 1800s. And we cannot have that. It is uh, destructive. Unfortunately, it'll always be that way. Kooks will never go away. They'll always be with us. Kooks and Pharisees are a plague to the body of Christ. They have been for centuries, and they always will be. And we are to be neither. We need to be people that are humble and love the Lord and seek out um, the truth of his word. You know, Jesus shows us in one of his parables uh, about the wheat and the, uh, and the weeds, that's the tares, the wheat and the weeds, that they grow together and they often look alike. It's only when they're in full maturity do you really know their true nature. So um, let's be a people that do not lead others astray over what we think has been revealed to us. Um, I've heard some of the goofiest things over the years. And of course, the cults that are out there teaching, it's horrible. How people are led astray we need to be men and women of the word of god because when holy spirit illuminates you you know you have an assurance a protection for one another that we don't use this as a um, avenue to go in a wrong direction as i said there'll always be exaggeration and there'll always be spiritual abuse we should never go there so the we have a tremendous um responsibility as revelation knowledge comes to us, that we grow in Christ. We, we are getting into a deeper relationship with the Lord. We have deeper understanding in how to pray, how to believe, how to stand against the circumstances of life that are pressed against us, how to, how to obtain the promises of God's Word in our lives. We need to be serious about the Word of God because I need revelation knowledge. It's like, you know, what do they say, the, uh, the real artsy-fartsy people? I can't live without art. I can't live without revelation knowledge. I can't live without revelation knowledge. I need it. I need every day of my life. I need to be illuminated. I don't want to make mistakes. I don't want to do dopey things. I don't want to do things I'm going to be ashamed of. I don't want to get it wrong. I want to get it right. Holy Spirit is there to teach us that we get it right. And one of the important prayers we can always pray is, Lord, help me in what I don't understand. Help me what I'm not getting right. He will. He'll help you. He'll give you revelation knowledge to illuminate you. And we need to make those corrections in life, all of us, and course corrections. I'm not a pilot, but one of our brothers here in the church was a pilot in the military. And he said, did you know when you fly a plane, you're always off course? I said, what? he said, you're always off course. You're constantly adjusting your compass heading to be on course of what you have your compass set for. And isn't that true? Many, many ways every day we're trying to get off course, right? But Holy Spirit is right there to put us right back on course. We need that revelation from heaven to do that because I'm not going to get this right without God. I'm not going to get it right without Holy Spirit's direction. So we need to be teachable people But we need to be people that crave, I want the presence of Holy Spirit to teach me, to give me revelation greater today than I had yesterday. With that kind of a heart attitude, God answers those kind of prayers. And then we're all excited to see what great signs, wonders, and miracles you'll all do. Amen? It would be no greater thing than to see all of you start revival someplace, and all of you walk in signs and wonders and miracles. That would be wonderful, isn't it? That's something we want to rejoice over and it's sad to say it's the only the few that do and that ought not be that ought not be all is available to us if we would just let holy spirit teach us so real revelation knowledge will advance the kingdom of god in us and it will be known by everyone who sees it let's pray here father god we want to walk in revelation knowledge Holy Spirit, bring us revelation knowledge. Holy Spirit, illuminate your thoughts in us. Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Instruct us in these days ahead that we would bear fruit in this generation for the Master. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord.